Jeff Bezos takes some money off the table. And not a little bit of money. I mean, he's taken a lot of money off the table. $10 billion to be exact. What does this mean for you as an entrepreneur? Tune in today. Find out. Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am Dylan Gallagher. This is my podcast where I take a few minutes every week to share some thoughts that you as an entrepreneur might find helpful, either by encouraging you to keep going and dealing, pressing through the problems that you're having, or maybe it's like a stone in your shoe and it annoys you into doing something about the things that you know you should be doing something about anyway. This week, I'm talking about taking money off the table. Uh, This is a topic I have discussed before, but the headline that I saw uh, suggested that maybe it was time to revisit this conversation again, because I think many entrepreneurs, come on, let's admit it, it's real easy to get into business. I mean, it kind of is. It's easy to come up with the idea if you're of a certain volition or if you have a certain level of motivation, you can just... Get to work on your idea. You know, throw up a website, start calling customers, start selling products or services. So getting into business is real easy. Running a business, that's pretty hard. That's tricky business. It's tricky stuff. Getting money out of a business is really hard to do. So I thought, in light of Jeff Bezos scooping another $3 billion out of the stock market, so he sold... Uh, This week, $3 billion worth of shares. Uh, I think he has sold a total of $10 billion this year alone, which is amazing. No question about it. Every entrepreneur would like to to share a story like that. And Jeff Bezos, like anybody else, does a lot of good stuff with his money, you know, spends some on himself, puts it back into the community. And as an entrepreneur, I think that those are all very important things to do, provide people with the opportunity to do meaningful work, Um, And then to, of course, contribute back to the community that you've been able to generate your livelihood out of. And so um, I thought it was important this week to talk about how entrepreneurs take money out of their business, because I don't think many entrepreneurs think about that. I think it's sort of, you know, there's a bunch of different buckets that it falls into. But I think generally speaking, entrepreneurs take whatever they take. Most times they have to cover costs whenever they have to cover costs. And it just sort of is an in and an out. And you never really know what's going on. If that resonates with you then that means you probably don't have a very good handle on your business or maybe the value you're bringing to your business and what value you're trying to get out of your business. A lot of us identify with our businesses. They tend to reflect us as individuals and us taking the manner in which we take money out of our businesses also reflects our personality, what we think of the business, what we think of ourselves. And uh, maybe this podcast will annoy most of you who haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this. So let's just cover the basis here. Uh, An entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, you can take a paycheck. If you're taking a paycheck out of your business, that means you are an employee. That means as an employee, you are contributing something to the business and not just what I would call freeloading. Uh, This gets a lot of people riled up because they say, Dylan, it's my business. I'll take however much money out of the business I want to take out. No problem. Just don't call me when you don't make payroll or you're having a hard time servicing your debt on your balance sheet. 
The reason I'm so passionate about this is because, first of all, taking a paycheck out of your business from a tax perspective is brutal. It's just not the right way to do it. Um, I'm not an accountant, full disclaimer, not an accountant, not a CPA, don't have any formal designations. I'm just a guy telling you what I've learned over the years, having made all of the mistakes and done all of these things wrong. I share it with you and hope that you don't have to, in hopes that you don't have to. But taking a paycheck out of your business really is not the best way to take money out of your business, unless unless, unless, unless you fill a very serious, well-defined role within your business. The, and the test for that is, if you were to hire someone to do what you do every single day, I know, I know, you do a lot of things, you'd be hard to replace, you add a lot of value, yeah, I get it, okay, but just for a minute, let's assume we could find that magical unicorn that could come into your business and do what you do every single day. Would you pay that person the amount of money you are paying yourself? Some of you, I can hear it already. Well, Dylan, I don't really pay myself. I just sort of take money whenever. Okay, great. But if you were to pay somebody to do your job, is it worth it? And is it well-defined enough? So if you're the president, you can hire presidents. Go to LinkedIn, search president. Lots of presidential roles available in companies. If you think you're the CEO of your little company, great. Type in CEO. See what CEOs make of companies your size. Now, would you pay somebody that amount of money to do that job? And so if you're taking a paycheck out of your business, all jokes aside, there, there should be some thought put into, if I'm taking a paycheck out of my business, it's because I am doing a job inside of my business and I would have no problem paying somebody what I'm getting paid to do this job, assuming that it's a fair, fair compensation. But paychecks are not the best way to take money out of your business, but that is one way to do it. Um, but looking at it through a different lens, getting a dividend, taking a dividend out of your business is a signal that, you know, if a paycheck signals you're a good employee, then a dividend would signal that you're a good investor. That means that you have put people and resources together and you are generating profit, which is after you've sold something, you pay all your bills, there's money left over. That's profit. And out of that profit, you give yourself a dividend. So you say to yourself, based on the results of our business, Every three months, twice a year, once a year at tax time, I'm going to pay myself a dividend. I'm going to take some money off the table. I'm going to pay myself from the profits of the business. And that probably means I'm a pretty good investor because if I was able to um, build a business, pay people to do work, I was able to accumulate resources and put people and resources uh, together to generate profit, um, then I probably made a pretty good investment into a business because a dividend is typically the kind of return you get on an investment. So if you buy Microsoft shares or you buy any other shares in the stock market, there are many shares that will just pay you a yearly dividend. They generally don't go up in value. So you know you buy shares for $100 a share. They generally don't go to $400 a share. But at $100 a share, they're very stable companies. And every year, they just redistribute their profits to their shareholders through a dividend. Well, in your little universe, that's one way to do it as well. You take your money a couple of times a year, either quarterly, twice a year, tax time. That dividend income, hopefully, is meaningful enough that it can float you until the next dividend payment. And if you've built a business where you can cash a check every year and have people run the business who are very good at running the business, then you, you've probably put yourself in a position where you're probably a pretty good investor. 
So if you're getting a paycheck, that means you're an employee. Hopefully you're a good employee. And, and the test for that is would you pay someone else to do what you're getting paid to do. If you take a dividend out of the business, then that would mean you're probably a pretty good investor because investors uh, realize on their gains one way through a dividend. So if you get a dividend every year, it might mean you're a good investor. If you're getting a paycheck and a dividend, it means you're probably a pretty good employee and you're probably a pretty good investor. And then the pinnacle would be a sale, the sale of your business, taking money off the table in terms of how you're selling your business or how you end up how you end up selling your business and that would signal are you a good entrepreneur so paycheck equals employee dividend equals investor sale equals entrepreneur and the reason I, I sort of think of it like that is because entrepreneurs are paid to create something out of nothing they're paid uh, to um, find a solution to a problem in the marketplace bring people and resources together to solve that problem and then if they're right then they generate profit. And over a period of time, that profit either gets paid out in a dividend or it gets reinvested back into the business so that the business can grow. And at some point in time, somebody comes along and says, we'd like to buy this business off of you. And so that's kind of the three different ways that an entrepreneur takes money off the table. Now, Jeff Bezos, he took $10 billion off the table this year. Um, but from when he started until today, he probably took a very meager salary. I don't have the math here in front of me. And any money that a Amazon ended up generating, um, there was there were no dividends to pay out because Amazon just constantly reinvested its cash back into its business. And now they're, they're just a behemoth. And so as a shareholder of a behemoth, he's the world, one of the world's richest men and now is starting to take some money off the table by cashing in his shares. As an entrepreneur, you got to have a plan. you got to figure out, you know, for all this effort and work and stress and sleepless nights and anxiety and ups and downs and challenges with relationships and all the fun bag of goodies that comes along with running a business, you should have a plan for how you're taking money off the table. And when you take money off the table, make sure you understand how you're taking it off the table. Because, because what I've realized... I was that classic entrepreneur that just sort of took money here and there and put it back in and took it out and put it in. And I didn't really know if I was an employee, if I was an investor, if I was an entrepreneur. If you just looked at how I took money out of my business, I wasn't I, uh, until I needed to be because I made a bunch of mistakes. I wasn't very good at figuring that out. And over the years, what I've discovered is if I look at myself as an employee in the business, then the first thing I'm trying to do is replace myself. And I'm trying to understand the job that I'm doing, how do I take the biggest pieces of it and position them so that anybody could do the job and then make sure that I could afford to fairly compensate somebody for doing that job. Then on the investment side, I, I look at all of the businesses that I'm involved with and I think to myself, okay, how do you structure this business so that it can have a meaningful bottom line? It can have a very, very meaningful profit margin so that if anyone else were to look at this business, it would be, if not top of its market or top of its niche, um, it would it would be a serious contender for it, and it would be a worthwhile investment as measured by how profitable is it. And then in any business that I'm in, I'm also looking at what's the exit, what's the sale, how do you end up getting out of this business? Because small businesses can be very, 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 very difficult to get out of. But as I think through these different um, ways in which I am going to realize my value through a paycheck or management fees, 
through a dividend or through a measure of sale proceeds, it does change how I approach the business every day and how I complete the work that's in front of me. It changes how I plan. It changes how um, I make decisions about where to spend money and, and what to double down on, what to not touch, to just let it be as it is. Um, whereas without having you know these very specific benchmarks in place or these very specific goals in place of how I want to realize on the value that I've created, um, I probably would would approach every day just hoping for the best. And some of the, you know some investor or sorry some entrepreneurs that I know that are on the other side of their career, uh, they have made this known that that it was very difficult at, at, for them to figure out how to get money out of their business. I mean, outside of making their life work, they really didn't have a plan for saying, one day I'm going to get a check for X, or one day I'll be in a position that every year I can cut myself a check for X through a dividend. And because they never had a plan for any of that, no one ever challenged them on it, no one ever walked them through it, they just showed up every day and did what they needed to do. But the minute you begin thinking strategically about these sorts of questions, uh, the quicker and the sooner you start maybe subtly changing your strategies and your tactics about how you approach your business. And instead of it being this, uh, this venture that defines you, it really becomes an investment. It becomes an investment of your time. And then you just do the math and say, am I going to get out of it what I'm putting into it? And if I'm going to get out of it what I'm putting into it, here's what it needs to look like. And this is a conversation you have with yourself. Maybe you have it with your partner or your spouse, but ultimately it's not something you need to share, but it should be something you're always thinking about because, you know, if you fail to plan, you're going to get exactly what you bargained for um, and you're going to end up nowhere. If you start taking some time to understand what you want your financial life to look like personally, you're going to end up making different decisions with your business. So Jeff Bezos, he took some money off the table. You and me, we can take some money off the table, but we do have to be strategic in how we do it um, because businesses um, tend not to have ample resources to just pay money to the entrepreneur whenever they want. Uh, there should be some methodology to it. There should be some rhyme or some reason. Um, and um, you, I think we all want to be good employees. We want to be good investors and we want to be great entrepreneurs. And the way to do that is to be uh, intentional about what we do and how you manage your personal finances and the finances of your business. They should not be commingled. They should be separate and you should be held to account, even if it's just you doing that, in terms of how you manage, um, how you manage that. So I hope you found this valuable. I know that uh, it's a conversation I generally don't have all of the time with entrepreneurs, but it does come up from time to time. And when it does, it's usually a frustrating conversation because I find that lots of entrepreneurs don't take the time to think about these sorts of things until it's too late. And, um, and, then, and that's too bad. So hopefully this has caught you at a good moment when you can take the time to think through some of the things that I've shared today. Um, and if that's the case, please make sure to share, like, rate the podcast, leave a comment, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you out. And um, I sure hope that you download next week's episode. So thanks for tuning in. Really well to that type of a customer. And so working through COVID and coming out of COVID, we've made the conscientious decision to make that type of a customer a larger percentage of our revenue instead of going after fleet work. Fleet work is really great when the market is good, but when the market gets tough, as we've experienced, um, it's it's uh, the first business, the first part of the, the, it's the first revenue we lose. 
And because it's lower margin, um, it's sort of make work work to begin with. We're happy to have it, but we don't want it to be too much of what we do. So now, uh, instead of just taking whatever business comes through the front door, we are intentionally marketing uh, through Facebook, through Google ads, as well as through the telephone to find that very specific type of customer that we know we can service really well um, and obviously be very profitable on um, and competitive. And so guess what? Bed Bath & Beyond's doing that. I'm seeing it in our businesses. I would encourage you, if you haven't done that, to really understand your the best type of customer that your business could be solving a problem for and then doubling down and doubling down and doubling down on that. Um, and so there's some other things that they're doing, but I think that um, I think that those are kind of the big pieces. They're three-year plan, which is something we can all do, something, you know, a plan that is meaningful and something that can work in your business. Um, instead of going for growth, they've decided to, at this point, just try to stabilize out everything that feels very, very lumpy. They're going to get rid of the stuff, uh, the locations in particular, but for you and I, that means just getting rid of the things that aren't contributing to the business and in fact are taking away. And then to, to make investments in the things that are working and even taking that one step further to say, how do we go and get the perfect type of business right now, given that there's so much uncertainty, let's take some time to understand who does our business solve problems for the best? And then how do we get more of those? And then, of course, something very much more on the fringe, but just revisiting relationships with suppliers and vendors and other strategic um, uh, partnerships where your business re relies on them in order to provide you know, the products or service that your business provides. So that's what I'm thinking about um, as I make my way through uh, each of my days uh, dealing with... Um, you know, the challenges of COVID, figuring out how to run a business in what is a very different marketplace today than, than what it was a year ago or even 10 or 11 months ago. Um, hopefully you found some value in that. Hopefully there's some little nuggets in today's episode that you can do something with in your business. And um, as I always say, state, if you want some ideas, I love hearing myself talk. So feel free to send me an email or reach out to me. I'm a pretty easy guy to get a hold of. And um, if this podcast was of any value to you. Please rate it or share it or like it or comment on it, good, bad, or otherwise. And uh, when you do that, it, it finds legs and gets in front of other entrepreneurs that could benefit from some of this content as well. So thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to catching you on next week's episode.